Welcome back. All right, so I finally have some time to do a continuation of the Alibaba analysis that I've been doing. I've done part one and part two. Uh, if you haven't listened to those already, go back to those. Part one, I believe, is talking about the executive team. Tar- part two talks about the fundamentals and um, the business opportunities there. And now I'll start talking about some of the risk. I'll probably have to do multiple parts because there are a lot of different variables. So one of the you know big risks is the relationship between the Biden administration and um, investing in Chinese companies. Um, and I mean, it's been an ongoing, you know, tension, I guess you could say, since even the Trump administration. So during Trump's time, there was a list of a variety of different companies that, you know, people in the U.S. were not allowed to invest in. And a lot of those companies were aerospace or they had contracts with the Chinese military and it seems as though as that is continuing to become one of the risks and Biden recently um, added more companies to that list and another one that is pretty interesting now is for Paradigm so a few months uh, or not too long ago you know Goldman Sachs and even um Sequoia Capital in China uh, helped for Paradigm raise about $700 million. And it had to do with artificial intelligence and it was a very fast growing company. I think it's a seven-year-old startup who's uh, been really successful and has had plans to go public soon. Um, But I think the reason that there's kind of an, an issue there is that while U.S. policy bars exports of technology with military applications to China, and it also forbids investment in a in a limited list of largely publicly traded companies that the government, you know, says support China's military, uh, you know, those companies that aren't on that list are fair game for investors, and that means American capital you know, is flowing to a variety of companies outside of the U.S. that is developing artificial intelligence, that they're developing semiconductors and other advanced technologies that, you know, experts fear could either be being used or could in the future have a military or a surveillance application that can be used as well as civilian uses, so a type of technology that could be used for both. So the the policy gap, you know, that the the reason that that's in place is because there are people who fear that the US investment is supporting Chinese entities whose activities might undermine ultimately the US national security and they're concerned that that type of investment could facilitate Beijing's quest to dominate emerging technologies giving it an advantage at a time when the U.S. and China are increasingly engaged in an economic and you know military competition, you know tensions are high. So uh, it is a way for you know the the governments to make sure that we, as investors or people that are looking to make an investment, don't see a potential revenue opportunity 
that has an indirect impact of somehow improving, say, their military or um, a way of making their, you know, their overall China's or the CC the, the CCP's plan of of uh, expanding um, their influence within within other worlds. So I th- I think that it's important to understand why these companies are being put on the list and. Um, I think it might be worth it in another podcast to talk about all the different parts of the business that Alibaba has. Um, so I think that is a lot of the fear or a lot of, I would maybe, yeah, fear is probably fair, but also just the unknown risk, right? So a, a lot of investors who you know manage millions of dollars, they typically tend to avoid risk and the unknown. So you know, seeing that Biden is adding companies to the list that is a ban for U.S. investors and to see that uh, the tensions between Biden and Xi Jinping, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, they are getting worse. So you can see why people would be scared to invest in that. But if you if you look into it, I think the different parts of the business, I mean, it's still an e-commerce. It does have a cloud computing aspect to it, uh, a cloud business, but which I think they're actually being forced to sell and they're actually selling it to the Chinese government. So it, it should actually help. If I'm understanding this right, it could actually help Alibaba. So maybe I'll do a whole other podcast on that. But you know, a lot of the fear right now, I guess, to, to wrap it up overarching and ongoing is that the U.S. government, even starting back with Trump, I think is a, a plan that Trump put in place and Biden is continuing to execute and add to it, is wanting to, you know, I guess be cautious of where companies who are trying to maximize their profits are putting that money. Because as you invest into a company, as we're driving up the shares of a company or, or the market cap of a company by investing in good businesses, that actually gives them resources that they can use to go ahead and build that out. So uh, the government wants to just be sure that we might not be inadvertently creating or funding, you know, the Chinese military by doing that. So I think that's definitely something that makes sense. And looking at Alibaba as from a core business, it doesn't seem to really impact that. I guess it's not too concerning. Another thing that makes me feel good about it is if we think about the executive team that I covered, um, one of them or two, two of the, the main people there have gotten their education here in the US. Um, and you know, one of them was raised here in the US, the one that's recently taken over for, I believe it's the CFO, I, we have to go back and look at it, but I'm sure that they're aware of these risks and it would make sense to me, I believe that they would try to you know make sure that they are distancing themselves from anything that could lead them to being banned because if they're banned then you know there's going to be a lot of people and businesses who won't be able to in- invest in them if they get delisted or if we're not allowed to to invest in them that would mean they would have to rely solely on the stock market that they have in uh, China so uh, to wrap it up you know, it is an ongoing tension. I, I definitely think it's worth watching. And if we start noticing that tech companies specifically, you know, not related to the military are added to that list, then that would be very concerning. 
Or on the flip side, if we start noticing that Alibaba starts doing things with the China with China's military, um, whatever that may be, then that should be very concerning too, because that would instantly get make it a ban. Um, but I, I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if if that would happen. But you know, you just got to keep paying attention. So that's part three of this edition. I'll keep adding more and more. Another common one is like the delisting of. Um, DD, which seems to be a pretty big deal, but I think this is one of the most recent updates. So I can always go back and do more. So stay tuned. I'll share more. Thanks again. Bye for now.